Hello once again, and welcome to the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homie. I'm your host, and I'm so excited to have you here for another great episode. Before we dive into today's content, I just want to tell you a little bit about the Business Creators Radio Show. For those of you who are relatively new to us or are just getting a chance to explore how we serve you. If you are in one of four different categories of business creators, you are definitely in the right place. And the first category are entrepreneurs, small business owners, and local business owners. Then we have marketing and business coaches. The third category are the folks who help others build their businesses. These are our designers, our assistants, our managers, our strategists. And, of course, we have the do-it-yourselfers who just love to have your own hands on the marketing levers and promote the business yourself. As I said, if you're one or more of the above, you're in the right place. Be sure to explore our episodes and discover how our experts can help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, be sure to check us out on iTunes. Just do a search on iTunes for Business Creators Radio Show. We update every single week, and every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us help more business creators just like you. Now, one of the things that I'm very enthusiastic about in my own business and with what we do with our clients through my consulting firm, Help My Website Sell, is video marketing and how to use outlets like YouTube and video blog posts as a way of monetizing your business and engaging your audience. And for that reason, I am honored to have with us none other than the YouTube queen, Jessica Brace, to share with us how you can turn a two-minute video into cash in your pocket. One of the big objections I hear to video marketing is, oh, that takes so much time, or I have to go get a camera, or I have to go get a microphone, or I have to write a script. And what Jessica is going to tell us today is how we can really turn a video into cash in just two minutes. So to tell you a little bit about Jessica before we dive in here, um, YouTube queen Jessica Brace can transform your struggling internet presence into a client-attracting magnet in five minutes or less. Sounds good to me. I'll sign up. Combining the atomic power of video marketing with her passion for helping you feel both comfortable and courageous in front of the camera, Jessica helps you create compelling videos that can generate more cash for your business. She's the best-selling author of Ready, Set, Go Make a Video, 100 YouTube video ideas for your business, and renowned marketing, excuse me, renowned video marketing and business coaching specialist, Jessica helps you, biz, helps, excuse me, helps your business, I'm so excited about this interview, helps your business leverage the power of video, build a stronger brand, expand your audience, and become the go-to expert in your field. And as you're going to discover during this call, Jessica offers more than just a video. She understands your desire to have your message impact and improve the lives of others. She offers a witty and fun-filled approach to video marketing that takes the stress out of the process. As I said, people get stressed about video marketing. They think it's hard. They think it's a lot of steps, but she's going to show us how that's not really the case. She explains difficult concepts simply in terms you can readily understand and apply yourself if you desire five minutes after we finish this episode. I'd like to see what kind of videos you put up today. Clients say Jessica's video shoots are fun, easy, and deliver lucrative results quickly. So, Jessica... How are you doing today? I'm doing outstanding. 
As you can tell, we are very excited about this. Now, I just read off your official bio, and before we jump into the main body of content for our time together today, what I'd like to do is just sort of take a step back, and for those of our listeners who haven't had a chance to get to know you yet, just tell us a little bit about your journey and what brought you to where you are today, and uh, the uh, just what happened in your life, what inspired you, and led to your coronation ceremony as the YouTube queen. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to tell you a little secret. I used to be afraid of video. Okay. <laughs> and um, for years, actually 15 years, I was a website designer. So I was the behind-the-scenes person at home, right. on the phone, work, working from home. And I wanted absolutely nothing to do with public speaking or video or any type of presentation. Right. Um, however, I went through an experience where I had my first child, and I took some time away from my business. And I came back about 18 months later, and wow, the whole Internet just completely changed. Now there was WordPress suddenly came onto the scene, and people could build their own websites and edit their own websites. They didn't really need someone like me. Websites like Fiverr came out. They didn't really need a skilled graphic designer that charged $150 an hour because now they could get it done for 5 bucks. So I started looking at the writing on the wall. I mean, if you've ever read the book Who Moved My Cheese, yeah, my cheese got moved by, like, miles. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. So I started looking at my whole mission of, of the whole reason I started as an entrepreneur was that I wanted to help people. I wanted to help business owners to grow their business. And website design had fulfilled that need for quite a long time. But now I started to look at what else was out there, what was happening in the industry, what was happening on the Internet that people could use to leverage their business in different ways. And I started realizing with YouTube and video, and I looked at I looked at Facebook and Twitter and all these different things, but when I saw YouTube and what was happening with YouTube and how closely related YouTube was to Google for top search engine results, I started to get really excited about it. So I studied and I learned and I paid gurus and I went to courses and seminars and traveled all over and learned everything that I could about YouTube. In fact, one day, this huge box arrives from Amazon on my front door. My husband carries it into my office, and he's like, what did you order? And I'm like, oh, those are my books. And he's like, what books? And I'm like, well, I ordered every single book about YouTube that Amazon had in stock. <laughs> and I just right. smiled and opened my box, and, he's, and I looked at him, and I said, guess what we're doing this weekend? <laughs> and, you know, I was just, I couldn't get enough video. But what the magic was is I started working with my clients, and just a little bit here and there. And back then, I really didn't understand all of it, but I knew it was something that was really powerful. And I started using just little bits and pieces of what I had, was learning with my clients for videos. And my first videos weren't even that great. They were PowerPoint presentations because I couldn't get anybody to even be on camera with me because, of course not. I didn't want to be on camera, so how could I convince someone else to do it? And, you know, we had amazing results. Like one client that I was working with, we made six videos for her. In those six videos, she showed up 25 times on the first page of Google with just six videos. And, you know, that when I started seeing results like that and having my clients call and tell me, I had to hire someone to answer my phone and book appointments because we're getting so many calls um, from the marketing that you're doing. I knew that I had found the piece. I had found the missing piece in marketing that people really needed to know about. So I closed my website design company. And I started teaching YouTube and helping business owners with their videos uh, full-time. And the rest is history. 
You know, that's a really great story, and it brings up an interesting point, because uh, a lot of our web designer uh, clients of Help My Website Sell, uh, our coaching consulting clients, uh, they are kind of in the same place that you were. They want to stay behind the scenes. They really don't want to be doing a lot of videos. They want to focus on the designs and things like that. Now, selfishly, I think that's great because then they'll partner with us to help their clients increase their website conversions and aggregate their technology. So on the one hand, selfishly, I think it's awesome. Um, unselfishly, I think that they really need to be listening to you today because you're going to reveal how they step out from behind the shadows. And if they want to stay in the web design business, and we do need great web designers, believe me, and I know some that are great friends of mine and people that we uh, work jointly on projects with, uh, they absolutely need to hear this because they will be able to use what you're going to share today to raise their level of clientele and raise their rates, which will make their businesses so much more fun. Now, this leads to a related question. Here in the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies that help our business creators quickly grow their businesses. And a lot of our listeners tell me they have everything they need to implement anything that any guest expert, including you, shares with them, except for time and money. Now, this is a question we ask every expert who appears on our show, and what I like is not only the variety of different answers, but the variety of different ways the question is interpreted. So how do time and money impact this concept of video marketing? Time and money. You know, that's a question that I get asked so often is people tell me, I don't have the time to do this, and I don't want to go out and spend a ton of money on video cameras and all this equipment. And that's kind of a a two-step question there. So the first part is time. And, you know, in fact, that's exactly what drove me to write my book, write my book because people were like, I don't know what to say in my videos. I don't have the time for this. I don't know what to do um, in my videos. I don't have time to create content and scripts and all of these things. And what I tell people is, is that if you're getting started in video marketing, don't mess with the scripts, don't mess with the content, and don't mess with all that stuff. Stick with what you know best. And, and here's how you do that. Let's think about your frequently asked questions. And every business has this. Even if you're new, brand spanking new in business, these are the questions that people ask you all the time. So every time you have a new client or a new customer, you're going to get asked these same questions over and over again. In fact, most people even have a frequently asked questions page on your website. Correct. So if you think about that, you've already rehearsed the answer to this question dozens if not hundreds of times. So you're ready to make your first video. Start there. Start with the questions that people ask you all the time. Because here's the logic behind that. If people are asking you in person, so people that you're meeting in person are asking you these questions over and over again, how many people do you think worldwide online are asking that very same question? How many people are typing that into Google and the search engines and are looking for answers? So the next step would be, why shouldn't you be the one that answers their questions? That's great, and uh, and I want to veer off ever so slightly. We've covered this on other episodes of Business Creators Radio Show, and you may agree with this, or you may tell us a different way, but think about how people search for things on Google and other search engines these days. They don't really think about, well, what does Google expect me to type in to find this? No, they ask your question. Like, for instance, if I had a question like, um, what is the best wet food for my cat, I'm not going to type in cats, comma, wet food, comma, best wet food. I'm going to type in the Google search box or the Yahoo search box or whatever search engine you're using. I'm going to type, what is the best wet food for my cat? So if you put up a YouTube video with the title, what is the best wet food for my cat? 
then you may very well get some significant visitors to people who are going to come to that video to hear the answer to your question. Now, if I were filming that video and I were to ask my own cat, who's kind of staring at me, giving me the evil eye right now, um, <laughs> I, I'd be able to turn on my camera and say, fancy feast, and turn the camera off, and that would be the answer to the question. Pretty much. Bingo. Yes. yes. So <laughs> yeah. uh, go ahead. It's conversation. People are typing into the search engine the conversations that you have every day. I mean, that's how we ask questions is in, in a sentence, and that's what they're putting into the search engine. So that's kind of your first step is, you know, in the time to do that. You're not going to spend an hour answering one question. You're maybe going to spend a minute or two minutes to answer that question that you get asked all the time. So when you think about time for your video, it's just a minute or two to create that first video. Right. Uh, what do we need to go out and buy an expensive camera? I have a feeling, Jessica, this is going to be kind of a free-flowing interview because I'm going to bring to you all the questions that people ask me all the time and all the places Absolutely. where I try and tell people to get off their butts and do this stuff. So I'm just going to kind of go through some of the basic questions. I want to hear your brilliance on this. And the very first one is, do we have to go out and buy an expensive camera? No. Absolutely okay. not. What kind of camera um, can I we use? I actually have a full video studio. We built an addition on our house and put a full video studio in the back of the house. And to be honest with you, the camera that I use most often is my iPhone. I use my cell phone to create most of my videos. And, you know, the best camera, people ask me all the time, what's the best camera to have? Well, the best camera to have is the one you have with you. When that moment occurs, when you have an idea for a video, when someone asks you a great question that would make a video, when someone gives you a great testimonial, you have your cell phone camera sitting right there in your pocket. So take it out and use it and record that moment um, right then and there because it becomes no extra time for you to create video marketing content if you always have your phone with you. You know, maybe you arrive at a location 10 minutes early and you're in your car. Shoot a video. Create these videos without adding extra time and extra stress to your schedule and you're free-flowing to create better content for your business without adding extra effort. I like I like that. So the next question I have, and let me just point out that you're absolutely right about that. Now I personally have a Samsung Galaxy Note 3. I'm a big fan of the Sam, a fan of the uh, Samsung Galaxy Note series. Notice I said big fun instead of big fan because I think there are a lot of fun, and that <laughs> thing comes with an excellent video recorder. In fact, it's one of my own yeah. clients getting more into the types of things that you're teaching. Uh, he's been filming videos using the uh, native webcam in his laptop. And recently, yeah. uh, I, did a, I did a consult call with him, and we usually do our consult calls using Skype on video. And he was out at the cafe, so he had his uh, iPhone with him. And uh, he held it up, and I was amazed by the crystal clear quality of what his mobile device was delivering. And I said, this is better than your laptop. So he's yes. going out and he's actually getting one of those stands that you can mount your mobile phone onto. And they have them for iPhones and Galaxy Notes and any other mobile device that has a camera associated with it. And you can set that up and position it so that you can – do whatever you want in terms of how you uh, aim it at yourself, how you position yourself via uh, V that camera, and uh, can you also get lavalier mics and things like that to plug into your mobile device? Absolutely. In fact, I have a particular one that I recommend, and that's a really good point about the microphone, is that your sound on your video is actually more important than the video itself. 
And a lot of people don't realize that. And, you know, the whole reason behind it is is that if someone's watching your video and maybe it's a little fuzzy or maybe your camera's a little off-centered or something's going on, if they can hear you clearly, they're going to stay and continue watching that video. However, if the sound is not clear and someone has to struggle to understand what you're saying, they're going to leave. So your audio is actually more important than the video. And with that being said, another thing about the expense of video marketing is that people will often say, well, i got to go buy all this expensive equipment and all these things, but the microphone that I use um, is $20 on Amazon. Um, and it's an Audio Technica wired lavalier, and right. it costs twenty. It costs twenty bucks. Now, here's the thing: when you're using it with a video camera, you can plug it directly into your video camera. However, when you're using it with a cell phone, if you'll notice when you look at your headphones that stick into your cell phone, it has four rings on it and not three. So, in order for the microphone to work with your cell phone, you do need to buy an adapter. And if you go to Amazon, there is the Audio-Technica wired lavalier. There is a specific kit that costs $30, and it does come with the adapter so that you can use it on your cell phone. Oh, thank you very much for sharing with us, uh, because you raise a very good point. I'm so, thank- I'm so thankful that you brought this up. And I've known this for a long time, but I want to make sure our listeners are aware of this as well. When it comes to video marketing, you will get a lot more slack if your video is a little off than if your sound is a little bit off. And I've seen people where uh, it'll happen sometimes where they will get a so-so video quality and they recognize there's only so much you can do because, you know, it happened in a the room, they filmed it. And that, but what they'll do is they'll put some energy into increasing the quality of the audio using an editor like Camtasia or Sony Vegas or something along those lines because they know as long as they nail that sound quality, people will forgive a lot with the eyes because, hey, haven't we all gotten drunk and blurry every now and then? As long as we can still hear it was still a party, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> right, 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 right. Now, um, uh, here's another question that folks ask me all the time, and it's so great to have you here because this is just sort of like picking your brain and just nailing all these things. Um, this debate between whether or not you should show your face in your videos. I've had folks tell me that I'm absolutely wasting my time with video marketing unless I aim a camera at myself. I personally have a face for radio. My gift is my voice. I get compliments on my voice all the time. Uh, Nobody has ever complimented me on my face. Uh, So I know that the real power is in my voice. And when I do videos, I prefer to do videos of you know, Camtasia videos of me explaining something on the screen or reviewing something or demonstrating something. That's just the way that I deliver my audience their content and deliver my brilliance to the world. Do you think that people gain or lose if they show their face or don't show their face or if they absolutely have to show their face? What are your thoughts on this? My thoughts is actually, I would say it depends on your business. Right. So it's all about the content with video and the delivery of the content. So the thing is, if you're someone where your interaction with your customer is one-on-one, if your business is you selling you to someone else, like a business coach or a particular um, therapist or someone who does one-on-one work, then you definitely want to have your face in the video because you want to create that relationship, that bond, that connection with that person. And video is one of the few ways that we have online to create that opportunity where someone can get to know, like, and trust you as a person 
just like they had a conversation with you. Because remember with video, when someone's seeing your face, they're seeing your emotions, your inflection, the way you move your eyes, the way that you talk, um, if you have any gestures. And, and you can definitely tell um, how someone is interacting with someone else. And, and it is a prejudgment thing. But, you know, that's how our humans are hardwired, is that we judge people based on their communication. So kind of like don't judge a book by its cover. But you can kind of know when you first see someone um, and you first start talking to them, whether you're going to connect with them or whether you choose not to connect with them because it just doesn't feel right for you. So video has a strong power in that. If you're a business, say, you're, for example, like a large plumbing fleet or something like that, and you have lots of different plumbers that go out and you're not the actual one to do the job, um, if you have that type of business where it's not you one-on-one, then those other type of videos are great. Can it be effective either way? Yes, but my personal opinion is that if you have a one-on-one business and you're selling yourself and you want people to connect with you, um, then it's more beneficial to have your face on the camera or at least your voice. Great, great. And I want to thank you. I don't want to thank you so much for uh, drawing that distinction for us uh, because – what I wanted to give our listeners is kind of a decision process. In my personal business, uh, or personally in my business, uh, which is about helping people simplify their technology and increase their website conversions, so you spend less time editing and maintaining their websites and more time educating their mod- audience and monetizing their business, when I shoot a video, it's because I'm doing something to make their life easier. It doesn't matter what I look like. It matters that they can stop, start, pause, and rewind as often as necessary to fully and profoundly master what I'm sharing today. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and you know, and that's a decision in that um, of what works for every individual business. For me, I'm a coach and a trainer, so it wouldn't make sense for me to teach people um, one-on-one and not have any videos that's with me in them. Right. Right, Precise, precisely. Now, um, you mentioned the idea of doing a YouTube video in two minutes or less. And one of the yes. objections I get from folks saying, well, how can I possibly cover this in two minutes? And I even sometimes hear the phrase, well, I'm a professional. I'm not going to do those two-minute videos. I, if I'm going to do a video, I'm going to plan this. We're going to have scripts and lighting, and I'm going to teach a mini-seminar. Uh, so tell us why the two minute, tell, tell us why the two minute approach. I'm already anticipating your answer, but I want to hear it from you. All right. Well, let's see if, if you if you had the right guess. So kind of think of it this way. So if you go somewhere um, and maybe you had this experience when you were maybe trying out wedding cakes or something, you would go and you would have a little bite of the different types of cakes, but you wouldn't eat the whole cake. You were just trying to test it out because you couldn't possibly eat all of the cakes um, and be able to have a great test. It's, it's a taste test. So your video, your two-minute videos, are just kind of information that you're putting out there so someone can start to build a relationship with you. We're not giving them the whole cake all at one time. Um, right. What you want to do is, is give them an interest and get them interested in what you do because attention spans, quite frankly, are short, and they're getting shorter all the time. So two minutes in Internet time is actually really a long time for someone to pay attention to you. And you want to be cautious about that and just be short and sweet. And if they like what you had to say and you delivered a powerful impact um, in that first couple of minutes, they're going to move on. They're going to opt in, give you an email address, maybe watch some other videos, check out your website, um, or even potentially buy um, one of your products and services. 
But the whole point of the short series of videos is to just get their attention. Right. Okay. Because I've, I've noticed this myself, especially over the past year or so, that a lot of online videos that people share are getting much shorter. Fans of Donald yeah. Trump will remember for years uh, that, that Donald Trump would post uh, on YouTube and then he'd cross-post them to his other social media, these one-and-a-half to two-minute segments called From the Desk of Donald Trump. And basically it would be him sharing his opinions on what was going on in the world at that very moment. And you could tell there was five or six little clips kind of spliced together because you could see the, the splice things. And he, it would just be him nailing a bunch of points in a, in a minute, minute, 30 seconds. Now, I've noticed lately his videos will be no more than 15 seconds each, and it'll be him usually saying one sentence. And it's bites. And, you know, some of that has to do with um, the way that we digest our content now. You know, years ago, just a few years ago, everybody was using laptops. Now we use our cell phones. I mean, cell phones, is, it's about 50-50 right now um, with the data. So about half of all of YouTube traffic is actually mobile devices um, right. that people are using. And as you may know... Um, you don't always get unlimited bandwidth with our cell phone services these days. Um, many people don't have that option on their cell phones, so we're conservative about how much video we do watch um, on our mobile devices because it, it costs us money. Yeah, that's very true. Just the other day, I uh, I uh, had a question from a client who uh, put up a sales page for one of their products, and on the web, like watch, watching it through a desktop or a laptop, if somebody goes to that web page, the video is going to autoplay. But then when they try and look at it in their iPhone, they notice the video did not autoplay, and they insisted that something was wrong, and I said, no, 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 no. Uh, that player is set up, even though it is a mobile responsive player, it is set up so that it will not autoplay when somebody views it on a mobile device. Think 4G bandwidth limits. Remember when Facebook started this thing where videos autoplayed in the news feed, people were up in arms because just scanning their news feed yeah. on their mobile device could wipe out their mobile data plan. So then yeah. we learned how to go into our mobile devices and change the settings so that those videos would not autoplay. Yes, I mean, and that's a serious concern. There's also another aspect to the shorter videos, um, which has a, a, a search engine optimization advantage to it as well. Um, oh, tell me a that. A lot of people may not realize. Yeah, and this is actually kind of exciting in that one of the ranking factors in the way the, the things that YouTube looks at and how it ranks your video in their search results is how long do people watch your videos. So it, what it actually does is, is kind of a little odd in that it takes every video and groups it by how long the video is. So every video that's on YouTube that's exactly one minute and 15 seconds long goes into a data, and that's all chunked together. So it doesn't matter what the video is about. Um, it's all the topics mushed together. The only criteria for sorting these videos is how long the videos are. So you have a group of videos that are one minute and 15 seconds long, and YouTube puts them all together, and then it looks at the data, and it says, how long are people watching the videos that are one minute and 15 seconds long? Are they watching the video all the way to the end? Are they watching it only for one minute? Where are people leaving this video? And it takes the average of all the one minute and 15 videos on YouTube, and it comes up with a number. And it says, great, that's the average that people are watching videos that are this long. So now it takes your video and it measures your video that's one minute and 15 seconds long against the average of all the other videos. 
And if people watch your video longer to the end, what YouTube correlates is that, oh, well, this must be a very interesting and engaging topic and a good video because people are watching it longer than the average. But on the flip side of it, if people are watching the video less than the average, YouTube will decide, wow, people are leaving this video before it's over, and they're leaving it before the average of all the other videos that are of the same length. So this must not be a very engaging video. So therefore, we're not going to rank it as high in the search results. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah, so your watch time on your videos determines how well you show up in the search engine. Very, very, very interesting indeed. That right there, folks, is that right there is one of these little mini seminars that I referred to a moment ago in how to rank YouTube videos. Now, what I'd like to do now is I'd like to shift this a little bit because we one of the reasons we want to use these short YouTube videos is because they're a great way to capture search engine ranking. I think that this is so important in terms of search engine ranking. Two years ago, in fact, it was a little bit over two years ago, I was preparing to do a presentation at Larry Weinstein's Smart Marketing for Accountants Summit. And I needed a demonstration of how to use YouTube as a search engine optimization tool. So I put up a video on YouTube, uh, 4 minutes and 47 seconds, and the title, of the, and the title tag of the, the video is Benny Mardonis Interview. That's spelled M-A-R-D-O-N-E-S. Fans of the Business Creators Radio Show will know that he was our very first guest way back in the day. Um, what we did is we took a 4-minute and 47-second recording of one of our interviews with Benny, and we had a slideshow created. We paid $50 to have the slideshow created. It's just pictures of him throughout his music career. And we yep. optimized it around the phrase, Benny Mardonis interview. I use that interview consistently to beat many music industry websites and contain Benny Mardonis interviews in Google search rankings. This also happens in YouTube. Mm -hmm. The only thing that really beats my Benny Mardonis interview video are recent interviews that he's done on television because he does several interviews every year, usually before his concerts. And this video has been up for two years, and it's gotten 1,718 views, but yet it's beating sites that have, uh, that have three digital Alexa rankings. So what am I doing right here? One, you had great keywords. Yeah. Um, the title, the title of your video is actually the most important part of your keyword research. There are a ton of other factors, 27 of them, in fact, which determine how well your video ranks in YouTube. But the number one is your title of your video um, for your keyword. But what you did right, point blank, is that you used YouTube. Um, statistics show that videos that are uploaded to YouTube are 53 times more likely to show up on the first page of Google than any other type of website content. Great, great. So let's talk about highly competitive key phrases and even like some long-tail key phrases. Uh, I'm going to come up with an example. Let's say that somebody is in the publicity business and they want to dominate a key search phrase and you may give me some Captain Obvious answer to this, but let's play with this for a minute. Um, let's say they want to do um, they want to do the phrase 
publicity consultant. Now, publicity consultant is one of those things that's probably going to have about 17 million Google search results. Now, how can they use YouTube to end run that, so to speak, or get around that, especially when there are probably a lot of YouTube videos that are also optimized around publicity consultants? Well, the first thing to do is check out your competition on YouTube or do a search in Google and then filter it down to just video results and take a look and see what's there already and see how they have their title set up. So if there's a lot of videos that already have the title, publicity consultants, um, and they have a lot of views, um, they have a lot of subscribers on their YouTube channel, they've had their YouTube channel for a while, those are all things that play into the ranking factor of how YouTube works. So you want to take a look at that and see. But even for going for a short-tail keyword like publicity consultants, what I would do in this particular situation, if you were my client and I was working with you, is that I would go after several long-tail keywords like um, publicity consultants in Los Angeles or publicity consultants um, contracting or different longer-term words. So add one or two words after that, and then I would create multiple videos or how to hire a publicity consultant, um, things like that. And around that main keyword that we want to be found for, but I would create multiple videos um, that were longer tail keywords around publicity consultants and do a campaign that way so that you're well seated throughout the Internet and therefore um, it, you get mixed in with the competition. I like that a lot. Uh, I like that very clear explanation of how that works. And it's something I think we have to play with. Now, let's say that we have a YouTube video up because those of us who know how to log into our YouTube accounts know that it is possible to go into our YouTube accounts and change the title and change the description and change the text. Yes. Should we be doing that? Yes, absolutely. In fact, um, I had one particular client who didn't know anything about SEO, wasn't aware that you could even search engine optimize anything to do with YouTube. Um, however, they had a full video studio in their business that they created. It was a, a very high-end um, drug and alcohol rehab center. And they had spent a lot of time and money creating videos um, in the studio that they, they built specifically for this project. And they weren't getting a lot of traction on their videos. They just weren't getting the views. They weren't getting any search engine rankings. And I went in, and their videos were all labeled like um, – you know, drug and alcohol rehab um, video number one or, you know, and, and it was just like, and they had hundreds of these videos. So what we did is we took the ones that they did have a lot of views um, that were getting some traction and we, we, we worked them. We gave them new titles. Um, we gave them new descriptions. That was um, search engine optimized content with keywords in it. Um, we did different things. With it, in some cases, we even deleted videos and then re-uploaded them in a different way. Um, and the end result is we changed, I believe, for this particular project, we only changed 30 videos um, as a test for them to show them what their results could be. Um, and they ended up with over 10,000 more views to their channel per month just by making adjustments to their videos. Well, I can certainly, I'll certainly buy that for a dollar. Now, um, here's another thing I have here. Now, you mentioned that this client was doing things like, uh, you know, video number one, video number two, video number three. Yeah. Here's a question yep. that I just thought of that's on my list here for you. And folks come to me and they say, I have this one video. What if I upload this video five times and come up with five 
different titles. Now, when we do that with web pages, we risk, risk duplicate content things. Does the same thing exist with YouTube? Yes. In fact, if you try to upload the same video more than once, YouTube will catch you during the upload process and let you know that this video already exists in your YouTube account because it actually monitors your upload to make sure that you don't have an existing video. Um, is there ways to game the system? Yes, there are. You can do some things to make alternate videos. You could create a whole other channel and put the videos up there, um, which just for me kind of waters down the experience because now you're putting the same video everywhere. But, you know, if you think about it this way, um, it's not really beneficial for your end users. So now if someone comes in and they see the same video a whole bunch of times from you, is that really going to be a favorable impression from your potential clients? Or, you know, I mean, maybe you have the same video showing up three or four times on the first page of Google, um, and it'll stay there for a while um, if you if you play the game and you game the system. However, what does that look like for your potential customer to just see the same content over and over again? It's not really impressive for them, and it's, and it's boring. So you may get a short-term result from it, but if you're in for the long-term um, for your business and, and doing some long-term quality marketing, it's probably not the best decision. Well, my cat would probably disagree because she would like me to film a whole bunch of videos that ask the question, what's the best kind of wet food? And she'd like them all to say fancy feast. Hey, you know, if you put your kitty to work, Grumpy Cat made $2 million last year. Oh, <laughs> or $11 uh, million, something like I, that. <laughs> yeah, I, I met Grumpy Cat personally. She was in Las Vegas here a few months ago. She did an appearance down on the Strip. And I uh, sat at a cafe across from the place for three hours waiting for the line to form so I could be near the front of it. And I got a chance... <laughs> To meet her. Uh, now, there are certain rules when you meet Grumpy Cat. First of all, you don't say, here, kitty, kitty, or, or look at the cute kitty. You don't have any direct interaction with her whatsoever. You're in the room with her, but you don't interact with her. The other rule is you don't touch her. Ah, a true so, diva. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's, so there's some rules around that even to, be, to begin with. Um, if she's taking a nap when it's your turn to get your picture taken, that's just the breaks. If she's awake, then maybe you'll get lucky. Now, what happened in my case is, yeah, and they allow you one photo, generally speaking, one photo per ticket holder. So there's one picture of me sort of leaning over Grumpy Cat where she's laying in her bed. And it looks like Grumpy Cat's taking a nap. But actually, she was wide awake as I got into position so they could take the picture and did my lean-in, she looked up at me and gave me the grumpiest look that you've ever seen. If you think her photographs are grumpy, you have not seen it. You, you have not experienced that combination of annoyance and cuteness. It just doesn't convey through her pictures the same way it does when you see her in person. And <laughs> she was saying unmistakably, get your damn picture and get away from me. Well, I kind of think that maybe she was wondering why your kitty cats don't have their own YouTube channel. Yeah, well, that could that could be. And, and as soon as she came, as soon as she gave me that look, she turned her head the other way and just put it down like she was getting ready to take a nap. She's like she's like, okay, I've said my piece. Now get your picture and get away from me. <laughs> I, I mean, that, there was so much grumpiness there. I it was all I it was all I could do to stop myself from bust out laughing. <laughs> and that's what made her a lot of money. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it, that, is, that is true. The Grumpy Cat brand made has made over $2 million in the past year. And yes. speaking, on a, speaking on a personal note, I think that says something about how 
when we judge not only animals but also other people that we need to look at their overall qualities because based on appearances alone, uh, she would not have had one. She would not have, would have had a snowball's chance in hell in a shelter. But being loved by a family and having somebody behold her because where this all got started is uh her human's brother the woman who is owned by grumpy cat her brother was telling his friends you know my sister has this little kitten and you would not believe how grumpy this cat looks and they did not believe him so he posted some pictures to reddit uh, and this is where the, the and uh, somebody grabbed that one of those original pictures and put the original grumpy cat caption, which says, "I had fun once; it was awful." And then within 24 hours, people were asking, "Is this real? Is this photoshopped?" So he had a clip. This is funny, a short video clip of her on his mobile device that he posted to YouTube. It was even shorter than two minutes, Jessica. <laughs> yep. But that video <laughs> took off like wildfire, and people were able to compare that video to the pictures, and they were able to say, wow, your sister has one grumpy-looking cat. And it kind of went from there. Yep. <laughs> and YouTube <laughs> history. <laughs> yes. Yes, Grump- Grumpy Cat is one of those Reddit-famous cats. Uh, and then you, know, you have Grumpy Cat, and then in the feline category, you have Little Bub. And then in terms of humans, you have Overly Attached Girlfriend, Ridiculously Good-Looking Guy, and then there are some other ones out there as well. And believe it or not, there are talent agents who represent these mem-type characters, whether it's the cats or the dogs or the humans. Uh, so if you have a cat that does something funny on YouTube and that ends up getting 5 million views and you start getting endorsement deals, there are actually agents that will represent you. Yep, it is true. It is true. Hey, one school teacher from Florida just became the first world's first professional twerker from her videos on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, I've, seen, yeah I've, seen, you know? I've seen I've seen documentaries on that, and I say – more power to her. She found a key phrase that people were searching for, and along with all the planking videos, you have all the twerking videos, and she found a market that was interested in her in her twerking abilities. And if she can have more fun doing that and make more money doing that than she did in the classroom, then I say that she's very fortunate and very smart to have found a niche and to have dived in head first. You know, and that that brings up a good point, too, with the Internet, is that there's a niche for everything out there. I mean, no holds barred. I mean, whatever you're interested in, whatever your business is, whatever your interest is, is there's a group of people out there that are looking for other like people with the same interests. So, you know, grumpy cats to twerking teachers, it's all there. Right. Absolutely. Now, here's another question I have, getting back to videos here, of, what about video blogging? Like, let's say that you have a video and you embed it in your WordPress blog post. Now, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a two-part question. First of all, how do you use those types of blog posts to get it optimized? And then the second part of the question is, should you be embedding a video from YouTube, or can you still get the same results if you embed it, say, from Amazon S3 or Easy S3 or something like that? Well, I always recommend YouTube first because YouTube um, – you want that SEO piece. Right. So YouTube, a lot, a lot of people don't realize the power of YouTube in that YouTube is the number two search engine in the world. Yes. So people are using YouTube like a search engine. So putting it on, like storing it on Amazon S3 or Wistia or all any of those other things, you're not getting that search engine value. So if your goal is for 
exposure for your video, your best bet is to start with your video on YouTube first um, and then bring it through and embed it in your blog that way. Because you can create, you know, there's plenty of plugins and different things that you can do with WordPress to create interactivity with comments um, that go feedback to YouTube. People can give thumbs up to your video. All of that is going to help boost your YouTube ranking for the video as well. And if your video does well on YouTube, generally it will also do well in Google, which is what you want. The end goal is to be on the first page of Google because that's where everybody is. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's some very that's some very good guidance for us right there. But I have seen video posts where the video was embedded using EZS3 or Wistia or yeah. or Vimeo or something like that. I have seen those get ranked in the video search results on Google. So it is possible. It is. It is. And, again, you want to look at the keyword um, and how competitive it is. Um, for that market, but I, I prefer always YouTube. In fact, there's there's some great plugins out there, um, and I can actually, I will email you some information on it if you'd like, but one of the plugins that we use um, is allows you that it actually is a plugin for WordPress. It searches your YouTube channel, recognizes when you have a new YouTube video, goes back to your WordPress, and automatically creates a blog post for you with the video embedded and your full description from your YouTube channel um, posted right on the post, and you don't have to do any extra work. Uh, does it publish it for you too? Yes, it does. Well, you can either put it so that it auto-publishes or that it puts it in approval. Yeah, because I was going to say, because we're going to optimize on our blog posts, we might want to make sure that it has the title that we want, or we may want to play with the tags and the keywords and the uh, and the categories a little bit just to make sure that it goes in the right place. Um, I know as soon as you said that, I heard sort of a gasp in our audience because there's kind of a fear <laughs> out there of allowing things to be automatically posted to your blog because more often than not, that's associated with some rogue going in there and doing it. Um, uh, one of my webmaster colleagues told me just last week that they were doing a routine security review of a client's WordPress site, so they would actually manually log in and look around, and they noticed that this one website out of a collection of 57 WordPress websites on a server, this other user had somehow been added to it, and uh, the user had as their uh, their nickname, you know how you set the nickname in WordPress, interracial, yep. inter, interracial porn channel. You know, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that my cl- that, that 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 client did not post that as a user. So when we hear things like that, we get a little bit leery about things being automatically posted to our blog. So it's good that they can set that so that it goes into drafts. Yeah, this is a paid for plugin, and it's pretty solid with that. But um, you know, I've seen that quite a bit, and you know, I'm an avid. Um, advocate of, you know, using outsourcers and different companies and different things. And sometimes when you're passing out um, your password to your WordPress website for someone to do some work on your site, you honestly don't know who you're getting on the other end. Um, right. So, you know, it's always be cautious. Like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of LastPass um, and using that system so I don't – I can give access to my companies that I hire to work on my social media and my website stuff without actually having to give them my password information. Right. I think that's, I think that's very good in and of itself. And then I know we keep going on the, of, these, of these other topics, but another thing that I've learned to do is not 
transmit a password like that directly through email because uh, yeah. you, know, you want to talk about um, you want to talk about search engines. Uh, I challenge all of our listeners to go into whatever email system you use right now, go to its search search and search section, and just type the word password and click search, and just look what comes up. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Uh, whenever, whenever, whenever I need to transmit a password, especially to something like a WordPress site or web hosting, what I'll do is I'll put it in a text document and then I'll transmit that via something secure like Hightail or something like that so that it does not embed into an email and there's no attachment that uh, can be directly taken from it so that it removes that ability to do a search like that. And the first time somebody asked me, why didn't you just paste the email, the, the password in the email, I'll say, because uh, this provides a little security so nobody can just come in and search your email and find the password. The second time they ask, they say, it's because that's how I do it. Yeah, yeah. I, we've had so many things. It's amazing. I've had people email me their full credit card info. I'm like, what wow. are you doing? <laughs> I've I've had I've had one I've had one of those too. Uh, it's like it's like I'm glad you trust me, but I'm not the one you need to worry about. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have about uh, 11 minutes here, and I, there's one thing that I really want to cover that I think is going to be very important for our listeners here today. We've spoken about how to create these two-minute videos, how to put them on YouTube, how to rank them, how to optimize them, so many things to consider in terms of how to achieve search engine marketing using YouTube videos that you just don't find through a random Google search. I mean, this is a treasure trove of information, what we're sharing here today. But besides YouTube, what else can be done with these little videos? Well, we talked about blogging. Right. Um, and we, we talked about different things. Um, you know, a lot of people don't have welcome videos on their websites. And, and a video um, really can give a, a totally different impression for your website as well. In fact, on sales pages, um, if you have a video on your sales page on a website, it, converts, it can convert 43% more sales just because you have a video on that page. Wow. Yeah, and and when we're talking about videos like that, we want them to be short because we're talking about short attention spans. In fact, I gave this advice to somebody just yesterday. Uh, we're working on optimizing a web page on their website, and there are some limitations just based on their WordPress theme of what can be done with it, and uh, you know how elegant some of the copy can be made to look. And my suggestion was, if you want a real quick fix on this, shoot up a real quick welcome video. Yeah. And put that at the top of your sales page. Uh, that will absolve you of so many sins, just that video right there. And then put a link directly underneath that video that allows them to skip past and take the action now. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah one of the things that I don't like um, and I find it annoying is when I go to someone's website or page and maybe the video is a little bit longer, but they take away the control. So I can't fast forward or rewind or do anything on the video. That, to me, um, just leaves me as an end user as a bad feeling, like you've just taken away all my controls. <laughs> right. I, I personally, I, and I've experimented with that as well, and I've also experimented with the idea of the longer sales video, the video sales letter, where you set it up so that, like, at minute 13, a buy now button appears. And I know, yeah. there are number, I know there are numbers out there that say that if you jump through all these hoops and you set up all these technologies, it'll boost your conversions. But I've done this a couple times with clients, and I haven't noticed enough of an increase or enough of an impact to justify taking away the end user's control because I'm kind of the, the same way. My time is extremely 
limited and yeah. uh, and uh, and I need to know how long the video is now now if you show me a 37 minute video that doesn't mean I'm not going to watch it but I need to know if this is a 37 minute video do I have 37 minutes right now or if I really have 20 minutes then maybe I can start watching it but I'm going to start skipping around and if I have the ability to skip around like that then that's good yeah, for me, I mean, I always use tools like Enounce so that I watch my videos in, in double speed because I like videos and I digest content, but um, a, a regular conversation pace is just a little too slow for me, so I prefer to get my content fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, there, and there are many tools like that out there, but could you say the one that you mentioned again because this is very important. It, it, what it does, it gives people the ability to watch Internet videos faster. Uh, the one I, I use on my system is Enounce, E-N-O-U-N-C-E. Enounce, thank you. Thank you, because I, I, cause this is something, especially for our very busy business creators, you can watch a video on YouTube at one and a half or even two times the speed and still comprehend it. The brain is a very powerful computer. You don't have to watch it at the same speed that they created it. Right, absolutely, and it's really good for trainings or even those longer videos. You know, if someone has a great one-hour video, and I love that particular person's content, but maybe I don't want to spend a whole hour, I can digest that same content in 30 minutes, and I'm happier. <laughs> yes, 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 uh, yes. So, okay, so we, so in terms of other uses for videos, we've talked about uh, blogs. We've talked about adding welcome videos to our sales pages on our web pages. Uh, what else can we use these little videos for? We have about another minute or two before I want to move on to the next thing. So what else is there we can do? I, I just – Took out my camera, filmed a two-minute video. I got it on YouTube. I got it on uh, on my blog. I may have even taken it to, to Vimeo and Daily Motion and all those other places. What else can I do? Um, you can do a lot of things. So a lot of people don't realize with videos that you can strip the audio out. Um, okay. And another big component is take your video, put it on YouTube, put it on your blog, strip the audio out. Now you can load it to iTunes. Um, iTunes is kind of a two-for-one because you can do video. Um, tunes, you can upload your video to iTunes, and you can also upload just your audio track to iTunes. So why not take that video um, and reach the YouTube market, reach the Google market, reach your blog market, um, and reach out to Apple's market, too, all by creating that one piece of content. Yeah, this is something I share with my audience all the time, but I'm glad you brought it up as well, is anytime you render a video, you can just take out an MP3 separately, and you can use that for audio purposes. So when you've shot a video, you've effectively also shot an audio. Yeah, and there's so much. I mean, you can post to Pinterest. Videos can go up on Pinterest. Um, you can create Pinterest boards um, with your videos. There's a bunch of things. I mean, YouTube automatically, when you upload a video to YouTube, you can set up your YouTube account so that it um, will post your new video uploads to Google+, Twitter, and your Facebook for you um, without having to do any extra work. So by right. creating that one video, you start to put yourself um, in many different places because not all of your desired audience is always going to hang out in the same place. That's that that in itself is also very true. And I'm a big believer in cross posting because uh, you know, your audience may feel differently. I, I've told the story many times of the person who was my client who unsubscribed from my email list and I'm thinking well, we just finished a project, uh, and I thought you liked it, so now you're unsubscribing from me. But then two weeks later, I get an email from them that says, hey, I love what you're doing on LinkedIn. I tune in every single day. I just had this new thing hit my desk, and your name is the first one that came up. When can I get on your schedule? So they weren't 
unsubscribing from me. They were just choosing to receive my content through a different channel. And thank goodness I had multiple channels available for this person. And, you know, you, you hit a huge point, which is something that I talk about all the time, is that they chose where they wanted to meet you online. Yeah. So you're giving your viewers options, which just creates a much better relationship for them. Because some people, honestly, my inbox, I don't know about yours, but mine is crazy. <laughs> I mean, it takes me days sometimes to find stuff in there. Yes. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. So what I'd like to do now is we have about three minutes left here. And first of all, uh, you know, we have Jessica Brace, the YouTube queen, with us. And, Jessica, I want to thank you so much for this torrent of information you've shared with us today. Everybody listening now, if you tuned in late or you're at the tail end of the audio, if you're playing it through iTunes, you need to go back and rewind because you got a lesson in how to do search engine marketing with YouTube videos. So, Jessica, thank you for that. Thank you for inviting me. Great, great. What I'd like to do is I'd like to turn over the floor to you for just one moment, and I'd like to make sure that you have the opportunity to let our business creator listeners know how you can serve them and if there's anything you want to offer. I do. I actually just recently published a book, um, and we've had some great endorsements from my book. I got an endorsement from uh, Tony Robbins, um, had me come in and actually do a presentation about my book to his business mastery clients, nice. um, Mike Koenig. Um, has been fantastic about promoting my book and actually wrote a little forward for me in the book. Um, but it, it's a fantastic book. It's available on Amazon now for $30. But what I'd like to do is offer it to all of your listeners for free. Um, wow. It's great. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually a mini course in itself. It talks about what equipment to use. Um, it links to all my recommendations for equipment. Um, if you want to set up a studio or even if you just want to use your cell phone, different accessories that you can use on your cell phone. Um, it also in the back of the book is 101 video ideas. So it's actually questions, and when you answer those questions, it makes a great video topic for your business. That's fantastic, and we love free stuff. So where do we go to get this free book? You can just pop on over to my website, which is ready, set, go make a video.com and then it's forward slash gift g-i-f-t ready set go make a video.com forward slash gift yes i like that i like i like that domain ready set go make a video not only does it rhyme but it's got a great key phrase in it as well it's been fun with that name. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I, and I like the website, Ready, Set, Go, Make a Video, as well. It's got a nice mobile responsive feel to it, and it's uh, it's really very much the kind of website that we would assume would go with a topic like how to market on YouTube. So your marketing and your branding here, Jessica, is pretty spot on, and I really encourage our listeners to go to that link. And for everybody listening, remember that all of our guest experts on Business Creators Radio Show have their own expert profile on businesscreatorsradioshow.com. And if you go over to Jessica's right now, you'll see that that link has been added where it says visit Jessica Brace's website. You can go right to that and you can download your free book. So so that's pretty much what I have here today. And uh, Jessica, you still with us? I'm sorry. I am, yes. Okay, very good, very good. So uh, once again, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. This has been an honor and it's been an education and I'm looking forward to our listeners going out and shooting some two-minute videos and getting them on YouTube today. Yeah, and I'd love um, when you sign up for the book, it'll give you all of my social media info, but feel free to post your links 
um, on my Facebook of your videos, and I may just choose one of your videos for a hot seat for a review. That sounds fantastic. We'll make sure to make our audience aware of that. So, Jessica, thank you. And for everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Be sure to check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and subscribe to our iTunes channel, where we help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.